Look, how's it going? How are you? Hello, it's going good. Oh, that's a, that's a very energetic hello. Of course, of course. Good. I always appreciate the enthusiasm. I, I appreciate the, the joy that you bring and the energy and the European qualities. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's, that's the three E's. Energy, enthusiasm and European. European is my best character trait. Yeah, it's everyone. It's, it was mine, but you know, these days I can't, I can't claim that. So, yeah. You know, we rock, we roll. Welcome back to uh, Frankly Spoken for Marvel's What If, episode six, whatever it's actually called. I've forgotten the name of it again. Yeah, uh, they need to make well, these names more me- memorable. Isn't it just like, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark or something? Isn't I think that it might like be. just the title? It's not quite as simple as last week's Marvel's What If Zombies. Yeah, it's What yeah, If it's... Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark. Yeah, there you go. So very simple and straightforward. To the point. So what you need at this point. It's to the point. That's what you need at this point. Yep, nailed it. But first, I need you. I need you to give me a quick rundown, as is customary at this point. I need you to tell me all about your opinion on the zombies. I need you to let me know. Right. Have have my opinion on zombies. I very much enjoyed the zombies. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I, I think it was like the one that people probably looked forward the most, as it's like quite a famous, well-known comic story, isn't it? Um, but yeah, and I, I was I was looking forward to it because like I, I I knew it was coming at some point, and I was yeah, it was it was it was it was a fun episode. I I, I liked how um, surprisingly violent it was, and I liked how they used the fact that they're animated to just cut people in half which was unexpected <laughs> more more bisections than anything else in the MCU combined and I'm okay with that yeah no yeah it was yeah it was it was it was fun obviously like you know story wise not like the most in depth complex narrative but you know it was it was it was a fun 30 minutes of well w- what if zombies yeah i i did appre- i appreciated the fact that it was the the, the most blatant episode so far that was just like, we're definitely doing more of this at some point and you can't stop us, even if you hated this. It's happening. Here's Thanos. Oh, yeah, right, right. Here's yeah. Pink Thumb Man, but he's a half-degraded <clears throat> Pink Thumb Man. Yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd happily watch, watch more of that. Yeah, like, the, the, like the, the, the Thanos bit at the end was probably like the only thing that suddenly just felt like a bit weird. Because I don't yeah, know, I can it, just, that, yeah. it was, it, it, yeah. Again, like I say, it's, it's it's definitely like the most blatant lead. That's literally just like, oh look, like blatant cliffhanger ending, which is like, well, yeah, yeah all right. But yeah. other than that, nice and solid, lots of fun. Yeah. And according to Miles, not that accurate to the co- the actual comic itself. I've not read it myself, but he he hasn't, or he knows a lot about it. One of the two, I can't quite remember. There's lots of bits missing from it that were relevant to the comics, like the actual comic line. Mm. When each hero consumes flesh, they lose their like appetite and they get their intelligence back. They're yeah. still zombies, but they get like intelligence back. So like Hank Pym at one point in the comic apparently is just like eating T'Challa, like like keeping him like locked down in his room and like slowly like pulling apart his like legs and and eating him to keep oh. himself sane so that he can work on a cure. That, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's I, I, I guess that's, like, slightly bits and pieces that might have been a bit too fucked up for, like, a fun what-if episode of, like, <laughs> what if our favourite heroes ate each other while still being conscious of the fact that they're devouring their friends? You, yes, you say that, but then they also took Vision and was like, hey, look, I'm going to feed Black Panther to Scarlet Witch to keep her alive. True, yeah, true. Well, yeah, I, which, which I guess is kind of... 
which which I guess is kind of like a, a little callback to that particular story beat then of, of yeah. Avengers feeding off each other to sustain himself or sustain others. But there was like some some surprisingly fun like dark and violent bits in it that that you know I, I was definitely like happy that this you know was animated because they certainly couldn't have done that um, live action while still having the same amount of on-screen violence and decapitations happening. Yeah. You say that, but there is now a rumour that they're going to possibly try and explore this in live action at some point down the line, which... I have seen that, yeah. I'd be very odd. I don't know if that's... That, apparently that, yeah. that came from Mark Miller, who is... He's just a writer for Marvel Comics, or was. I don't know if he still is. As yeah, far as I'm aware, he be... doesn't have anything to do with the films. Yeah, so. again, I, I, I'd be intrigued to see, because obviously, you know, it is like a property that, you know, kind of works, that it's like a bit more mature in its like approach to it like just in terms of violence and obviously you know like Disney's not gonna make like a Marvel Avengers movie that's like above like a PG-13 rating like that's not gonna happen no So it's like, how is how is that gonna work? I don't know, but eh, we'll see. That's probably why um, Venom Two is PG thirteen instead of R rated or an eighteen or fifteen or whatever it is. Um, oh yeah, because despite it being Venom biting people's heads off in the first film, we're gonna get a nice PG thirteen. It's like it's him going up against Carnage, and they, that's the one they choose to pair back. So yeah. it'll be nice and nice and interesting to see if that then does lead to sort of well, tying in with the MCU. Apparently, it does push the PG thirteen rating to its limits, but. I've literally yeah, heard that, that same. Everything. I was to say I've heard that exact uh, phrase about every single property that got made into a PG thirteen that people expected to be like R rated. So ayo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said that about the first Venom as well. Yeah, but, um, well, yeah, the, Ven- the first Venom is, like, a 15 or an R rating, and it, like, it oh, does it have, like, yeah, pretty sure it is, and mm. it does have, like, blood and guts and that, like, so is the first Deadpool film, and they, I'm pretty sure the only reason the Deadpool films are, like, that rating is just because of the amount of swearing. I was to say, yeah, with, De- with Deadpool, it's more, like, profanity than, like, actual violence, probably, because for some reason yeah. profanity still gets rated a lot more severely. Yeah, oh well. One day, one, one day we will watch Venom bite Spider-Man's head off in glorious bloody yeah so it's gonna rating. gonna happen in uh, no way home yeah he's gonna turn up to bite his head off the credits are gonna roll and be like yep that's the end yeah that's it that's Thanks it for like watching. five five minutes into no way home tom holland is getting decapitated by tom hardy calling it now yeah then ryan reynolds walks in and goes this is our film now yes <laughs> and the, mer- the the world collides <laughs> It's great. Right. We should probably talk about the actual episode, shouldn't we? That might be a good idea. Uh, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Uh, recreation of the opening of Iron Man 1 is a great place to start in an episode about what if, because, you know, that's, you know, if you start right at the beginning of everything, surely you can do one change and make things different. And we have yeah. Tony Stark getting blown to smithereens by the Ten Rings, who I don't know if there's anything in this that relates more to Shang-Chi. I've still not seen it, but maybe. And then Killmonger turns up and starts just going to town. Yeah, yeah. So, and then obviously... In, in our new reality, Tony Stark doesn't get shit blown into his chest and he doesn't get trapped in a cave and he doesn't become Iron Man, which is the big twist of this episode. He doesn't build a suit out of a box of scraps in a cave. No, and instead he just becomes best bros with Killmonger. Just becomes best bros with Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan once again, lovingly. Yep. He's very good in that role. I like. I, the only thing I question about his performance in this is his delivery of the line Wakanda forever, because there is a weird gap. He's like Wakanda forever. Like, yeah, and he like he, he like did it twice in like the span of a minute, and both times it was weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure that like they, it was like the they were like right, okay, Michael, we need to get like one more recording of 
you. You've got one line, it's Wakanda forever. You need to put as much effort into this. We've got about 30 seconds to record it and go. He did the line and they went, okay, amazing. We've got no more time to do any more takes. And then they realized like six months later, the one they didn't have access to him anymore, that they needed him to have recorded it at least twice. So like it, it happens like 45 seconds after each other. And I'm pretty sure it's the same take each time. Very odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Mike Wingert as Tony Stark. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Mike Wingert. Back from uh, episode three when um, he's killed by Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he's and he's still pretty, pretty good. He, he, I thought he, he does... was slightly off in episode three. Something like, it was slightly odd. But in this one, I think if you were to say, here's Tony Stark, I don't think you could tell the difference. I think he nails it in this one. No, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a very good um, Robert Downey Jr. impression <laughs> slash Tony Stark impression. So I think like most, or like quite a few of them, did return for it because we, we well we definitely have Michael B Jordan and Chadwick Boseman in it and I think like most of the like Wakandan side is like the actual yeah, so, actors as well. Uh, Shuri, who is played by uh, a lady called oh, I'm gonna butcher this Ozioma Akaga. That yeah, Maybe, I, like I yeah. butchered that. But yeah, yeah, that's that. That was like the one where I was surprised that it wasn't um, what's her name? Le- yeah, uh, Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Yeah. I feel like that's one that they. Unless she just doesn't like doing animation or voice acting. I feel like that that felt like one you could have easily got. General yeah. Ross is not General Ross as he was in episode three. That's uh, yeah. Michael McGill again. Michael McGill again. That sounded weird to say the first time. Uh, Pepper Potts is played by uh, Beth Hoyt. And Obadiah Stain is played by... Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to butcher this as well. Kif van den Hoevel. Yeah, van I mean, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it probably wasn't worth it to get like... Jeff Bridges back in for... I don't think Jeff Bridges would do it. Jeff Bridges that. seems like a nice guy, but isn't he going through like, chemotherapy at the moment or something? Cause he's I don't know. I know, I know he announced right. he was ill, but that was a while ago, actually. He's still oh, alive, God. right? Jeff Bridges is alive. I, I, I hope so. I think, yeah, I've, I've not heard anything if about I Google, that. If so. I Google this now and Jeff Bridges passed away, I'm going to be very upset. No, he's still alive, thank God. <laughs> What what a time to find out that he he'd be gone. What an amazing way to record that. Well, thank God he's still doing he's well. Still he's still look. Even if he has to go, I think we should just take his brain and upload it to a computer. Just because the idea of Jeff Bridges being the first like human uploaded into a computer and the Tron connection would be a nice. It would just be satisfying. It would be very weird, but it'd be satisfying. This got very off topic very quickly. One second we're just talking so about the, voice the episode cast, and and the next second we're talking discussing uploading human consciousness to the cloud yes your your, your casual (laughs) marvel podcast chat it's gonna happen one day i mean that happened in the marvel universe they've been doing that for years at this point Mm. toby jones they made uh, arnim zola a computer why can't we do jeff bridges (laughs) i mean i don't think he'd want it but you know we can ask yeah apart from those i think everybody was pretty good the only one i thought was a bit odd was shuri because it just didn't sound like her but everyone else, I thought, nailed it. Yeah. Okay, but like, I was a really big fan of the um, the little montage that they showed off. That's like, here's what Tony Stark would have been if Killmonger hadn't turned up, and it, the little shots of him in the cave, and like with the Avengers, and then like the the recreation of the end of Endgame. Really yeah, nice. it's like it was, was like, it was like right. weird because like they've not done that for like any other of the ones. <laughs> Rude. But because like obviously I think, I think in, in they... every like in every other one th- like there never really was like much of a thing of just so you're aware this is what would have happened and and now we're we're back to our regular scheduled what if program. Yep, yep. So we get 
I mean, I like I liked the montage in this one. It, it felt more like they were trying to make a point, though, because they would they try they the opening sh like monologue from the Watcher was him like specifically saying, "Look, this is one change that doesn't just change one thing. This changes the entire yeah universe of this yeah yeah yeah." I guess because yeah, obviously, like Tony Stark is like one of the like most important characters like throughout the entire MCU, uh, like especially you know towards the end. So I I, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. But then like the other thing is with it, it's like the thing of you know you you ha you you like announce that as like this big change of like right like Tony Stark not becoming Iron Man like that's the big thing and then like it never really explores that because like, like I mean like jumping slightly ahead in the episode it just does like this massive turn away from Tony Stark and it just becomes like an alternative Black Panther episode yeah that's that's the weird thing I think I had with this one is that going in and based on the opening like five minutes I was expecting this to be an Iron Man 1 difference this is going to be how does Iron Man 1 play out differently how does like this play out differently from that point but then yeah very quickly and it's like tony stark focused is what i was expecting but it very yeah. quickly pivots to being killmonger focused and black panther focused and i was like i wasn't expecting this and this isn't my favorite episode by any means I, no I oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like general like general feelings about it i i didn't like it <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it the first time i went back and watched it a second time afterwards because like i couldn't pinpoint why i didn't like it mm. so i stopped sort of went okay i'll give it another watch and going back i think it is the fact that the last like 10 minutes are so packed like up until Killmonger like twists for like the second time to like join the Wakandans to like fake out so he can get the Black Panther juice yeah everything's fine it's like moving it but like it's, it's like a second twist it's like a twist within a twist yeah and he's constantly like playing like the long game but it feels yeah. really weird yeah, because you've 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 got like two stories in one episode that's already you know only like thirty minutes. You've got like fifteen minutes of Tony Stark, and then it suddenly opens a new storyline of Killmonger, which then in a way is essentially like his plot from Black Panther because it goes through the exact same thing of like him kind of like weaving his way into like Wakandan society and like getting his yeah. Black Panther powers. But then it also like throws in all this shit with like the the like drones and like the 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 mech stuff, and then like try it does like the double cross thing of like he shuts down the mechs, but then he turns them back on, and then it's it like there's yeah like you said there's just too much suddenly. Yeah, it's a weird one. I liked that the drones were like just a straight rip of the hammer de tech design from Iron Man Two. Yeah, there's a, there's a line when the when the drones get shut off by the Wakandan shields, and then he turns them back on, and he's like, oh, Stark must have put in a. a, a a backup link and sure he's like why would he do that and he's like stark was like a monster he he lied about everything and i'm there like why are you lying about this at this point because stark is dead you've killed him the, the wakandans know that they haven't killed him so why is this is a weird dynamic and i'm there like okay i, I like the i like where this ends up and like this clearly is setting up more stories where you essentially have like a war between the u.s and wakanda which yeah. considering this episode starts in afghanistan is weirdly topical um <laughs> just you know so um but i don't i did i did wonder at one point whether or not this episode was meant to be maybe two or three stretched out over like two or three seasons like they've suggested they're going to do it like captain carter and that mm. uh, and then when chadwick boseman passed away and they knew they wouldn't get any more with him they thought well we'll we'll, we'll alternate it and we'll try and like condense it down and get, get it to a better closing point and sort of like crammed in some of the like points from a second and third episode into this because it does feel like it would this 
this is the one episode so far that feels like it would have worked from being double the length or two or three episodes or like you could have made an entire like film or series out of th- these events like this is yeah the one so far, yeah like, like, yeah like yeah it, 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 it definitely yeah it was like it, it it felt like a story that shouldn't have been condensed down to like a 30 minute episode which is a real shame because there's a lot in there to love because Killmonger's great Michael B. Jordan Andy Serkis is back as Claw yeah. which is yeah. which is lovely which I did slightly have spoiled for me because they put the names of the people in it in the opening credits which I hadn't noticed until this episode I had oh. I hadn't actually paid attention for that like opening bit I was listening but like I hadn't quite like actually started reading it and then I saw Andy Serkis pop up and went that means Claw's in this oh Look, I, 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 I didn't that notice nice that because uh, I just clicked the screen intro button <laughs> i don't click the skip intro button but future reference do not look at the like first bit where it's giving up like the names of the actors because this also says paul bettany's in it and, I, and if you were paying attention that could also mean vision comes in super early but it's just jarvis so yeah no i well as, as someone who skipped the opening credits uh, uh this this wasn't spoiled <laughs> so unintentional clever thinking on my part we'll scale it back a little bit we'll scroll a little back through the episode because after the opening sequence in afghanistan where he's saved by killmonger we then get a recreation of the press conference that he has when he gets back where he sits down with the cheeseburgers yeah uh, we get christine everhart back who made a small cameo in the doctor strange episode and we just get she just opens up to killmonger and just says how are you saving him when you're meant to be like 400 clicks away i don't know how clicks translates to miles i don't know but it, let's say he's he's meant to be like 17 miles away no that's too small he's meant to be like 170 miles away and you're here and he just goes yeah no it's because i heard about an assassination attempt it was him it, it, the bald guy over there with the beard yeah you know yeah he, he's evil and then <laughs> yeah. happy comes in and punches him in the face and i'm like sure that's how you deal with the, all of the events of iron man one yeah, that's in the space what, yeah. Of 20 seconds <laughs> yeah and then like obviously the other thing is Obviously, you know, with Tony not being imprisoned, you know, he he hasn't really changed his ways. So he's still like very like instead of I don't want to develop weapons anymore. He's just like, we need to develop more weapons. We need to make bigger weapons, better weapons. So we can protect <coughs> yeah. our boys. And because no shrapnel, he doesn't have an arc reactor and he's not condensed the arc reactor. And I did love the little nod that he makes a little bit later. where he's like, we could miniaturize an arc reactor. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, that, was, yeah, that, was yeah. that was that was that was a nice touch. But yeah, obviously like this this episode Tony Stark hasn't you know learned his lesson so yeah. he's he's still he's still very much a different an asshole. Dif- yeah yeah much much more of an asshole in in in, in this one without you know the life threatening cave Trapnel. vacation oh, which means Jensen's still stuck in that cave somewhere oh yeah <laughs> what a shame so they're wandering around after the press conference and we end up they go straight to the party. I think it's the party. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I believe so, yeah. I believe it's the first film. In this party scene is where we get the first little hint of Phil Coulson, I believe. I can't remember if that's the first or the second Iron Man film. Mm, I think it might be the second. I no, it would be the first. Because second is more like Fury and Widow. Yeah, must be the first one then. So we would normally get Phil Coulson in here. A little bit. Oh yes, because they want to talk, they want to debrief him about what happens in Afghanistan. Yes. But obviously at this point, yeah. no, no, no need. So we get no shield integration here. We get no no Avengers hints, and we just get Tony and Killmonger being like, "Yo, what up? We gonna we're gonna be killers together, but not that kind of killer because that would be weird and illegal." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but apart yeah, from but in like that episode of episode apart from in Iron Man three when Tony literally looks down the camera lens and is like, "Look, fuck you guys. I'm gonna kill you because <laughs> you." bombed my house no you blew up a theater and hurt my friend but yeah like the 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 next like five or seven minutes or so are just like 
Killmonger and Tony developing their friendship and building mechs together. Oh, and he then he turns around. He's like he brings up the like hologram, and he, he's like, "Oh, look, it's a Gundam." Michael B. Jordan's like, "I like anime." Yeah, which it is, is a wonderful it, reference. <laughs> It is just like a weird character trait to throw in for Killmonger that, you know, apart from all of his scheming and all of that shit, he's also really into anime. I reckon he's a Sword Art Online fanatic. (laughs) A little bit of Naruto. One Piece, probably. That's got enough content to last you for, for traveling 400 clicks. To Tony. Do you think that's what he that's 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 what he did uh, in in Black Panther when um, T'Challa was like out regaining his strength and like surviving in in the wild and Killmonger he was, was just, just sitting the in the throne room. He's <laughs> got his little iPhone there, just watching each episode of One Piece, just like on episode like six hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, uh, but um, if yeah. I remember correctly, that is a direct reference to I believe it's a. A press conference that Michael B. Jordan did before Black Panther, where someone asks him like what he does in his like downtime, and he just goes, "Well, I like anime." <laughs> or he makes a reference to something like that, and they're like, "Oh, you, you, what do you do?" And he's like, "I like anime." I think that's what that's from, and it's a I I, I got the reference instantly, but it was it's a nice callback, but it does not fit with Killmonger as a character. <laughs> ah, you never know. <laughs> you know. It was a nice gaudy designs. I like. Yeah, maybe he doesn't mean uh, anime specifically. Maybe he means hentai. Probably, but 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 we that's did get like tentacle monsters in episode two and four. <laughs> but 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 that's more of a Samuel L. Jackson trait. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. still probably my my favorite piece of interview I've ever seen. <laughs> Does Samuel L. Jackson like anime? Yes, hentai too. Oh, what Beautiful. a man! Yeah, uh, we get. Um, in the party scene, we get a little sidebar at one point between Pepper Potts and Rhodey, who is Don Cheadle. That, yeah, he is, he is he indeed is Don. Don Cheadle. It's, it is Don Cheadle reprising the role once again. Has he been in another episode so far? I think he has. Um, has he? I don't think so. Was he Was he in the third one? I don't believe so. Then, no, then I don't think like there wouldn't have been any other. He, he wasn't in the zombie one. And there was like no other like one. He where... might be in the third episode then, because I feel like I've seen Don Cheadle in this already. I feel like I've seen mm. Rhodey. I'm not sure. I don't think he was. He might possibly be involved in like the few fun- no the funerals in this episode. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'll shut up. Uh, from there we get all the testing. We get the uh, building of these little little these big old uh, hammer tech looking machines. Yep. Little, little adorable robot mechs. I very much liked the bit where they're sort of they're going through the warehouse. They walk in, they got all the cars and thing, and Killmonger just turns around and picks up this big gun and goes, "Yo, what the hell is this?" And it later turns out to be just a big version of the thing that Obadiah uses at the end of Iron Man One to take out Tony's arc reactor. Yeah, you know, it's nice callbacks. I love it when they just sort of link these in. I mainly looked at it. I didn't ever pick on that, pick that up because. You know, in the film, it's a tiny little device, not a great big fucking gun. But we roll, we move. Yeah, well, I mean, it would make sense for like the same tech to you know pop up, just you know, in different little variations. Because well, yeah, probably still developing it, just doesn't need to mount it on a fucking suit now. So yeah, let's make a gun out of it. This, he thought, let's just make a big old fucking gun out of it and just use it to blow people's heads up later. It's doable. It's doable. And, and that's then the part now, isn't it, where, like, they're, like, talking about, oh, shit, we, like, need vibranium. And then, like, Killmonger starts suggesting the vibranium deal. Yeah, and we get a weird segue, which I think is also maybe part of the reason why this episode felt so weird, is we then move into the Age of Ultron territory. This film yes, jumps yeah. from Iron Man to Age of Ultron to Black Panther. 
which I yeah. suppose, in a weird <clears throat> sense, sort of ties all of the Wakandan bits together because Age of Ultron has the Wakanda vibranium link. Iron yeah, Man that's two yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the first Wakandan time when we Easter hear egg. about Wakanda, and then obviously Black Panther is Wakandan based. So it's yeah, like this, yeah. It's this episode that joins all of it together. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. Up. It kind of, it kind, yeah. It does make sense, but it still feels like a bit weird to have like suddenly like the same more or less scene layouts and set pieces just you know in like this weird construct. <laughs> yeah, very odd, slightly, but a very fun scene and very interesting because I like Andy Serkis in basically everything. He's great as Claw and the fact that they killed him off in the film was a crime. Yes, yeah, Claw Claw was like criminally underused just because it it, it was a character that was so great because Andy Serkis clearly had just so much fun just going nuts with him and yeah it was a a shame to see him go so soon. I always thought it was very weird that they killed off Claw considering that one of the main issues that the MCU has always like had and that people complain about is that all of their villains are like mirror images but then black panther and claw like claw in the comics is black panther's nemesis but he's yeah. drastically different power set and like way of thinking so to then kill yeah. him off and replace him with a mirror image was very odd yeah i think it's like because obviously you know it is always easy for like character arc and character story if you have an antagonist that mirrors your protagonist because you can very easily you know feed that into yeah it's just like a thing of right now tony stark has to face his mentor whatever and he is a bigger and better tony stark iron man or you know you have black panther and he needs to face his family issues while fighting a bigger and better black panther it's it's like one of those things isn't it but yeah if we we could certainly use just some fun villains like someone like claw who's just like slightly crazy and just you know a villain slightly crazy a little bit deranged and just sort of is a different kind of challenge like yeah yeah because i i think it's like a thing you know because it's like you know having sometimes like a nice villain with like you know ambitions and goals where you can be like oh yeah i can see where he's coming from and you know he's kind of like a sympathetic villain it's it's like a thing that the mcu really likes to do nowadays with like most of them but i'm also like you know sometimes you just want like someone who doesn't have any personal ties to your protagonist who's just like you know a villain just like some insane batshit crazy dude who's just like i'm gonna fuck shit up yeah that's most you most commonly see that with the joker and batman that's a character that has no real personal ties but is just here to like i'm gonna fuck shit up and it's always something that they could probably do a bit more of because the joker i was gonna say the joker's never done wrong on film but then i remember jared leto exists so what Jared Leto played the Joker. When did that happen? I I can't remember that at all. That's a. I don't. Yeah. No. I I'd forgotten that as well. It's okay. No. No. I've uh, I've no idea. Like all all that I know is is that they made one Suicide Squad film that came out like a month ago. And yeah. Yeah. And the Joker isn't even in that. He's not even mentioned. He's not even no, yeah, referenced. Of course not. Of course not. Why would Jared Leto play the Joker? That's stupid. Because <laughs> Jared Leto is an Oscar-winning actor. <laughs> Yeah. Don't don't ever forget that. He is an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah, he is. And Um, the original Suicide Squad is an Oscar-winning film. Oh, fuck it is, isn't it? (laughs) For hair and makeup. I I remember... Because I remember seeing that and people going absolutely livid because it won for hair... It won Oscar for hair and makeup. And it beat out a film that was, like, a thousand times better looking in terms of hair and makeup. But I can't think what it was. I mean, like, Slipknot's hair and makeup was pretty damn on point. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the, like, sort of smoky eye palette they went for for harley quinn 
Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I liked I mean, Katana's I mask. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016, uh, no, it'd be 2017, wouldn't it? 2017 Oscar 2016. for hair and makeup. Yeah, but it would have been the 2017 Oscars. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Well, I mean, would you like to know who won it in 2001? Uh, yes. It's the Fellowship of the Ring. Doesn't surprise me at all. They also won it in 2003 for Return of the King. Well, I guess Two Towers. I guess Two Towers. Two Towers was just too different looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 2016, Suicide Squad. I did find it weird that in Two Towers, the Hobbits were just like wearing normal street clothes. The other, uh, the other nominees were A Man Called Ove and Star Trek Beyond. Um, oh. I'm guessing A Man Called Ove is the one I'm thinking I've, of. Yeah, I've, I've not even heard of that one. And then, I mean, Star Trek Beyond makes sense. Like the Star Trek films always had like wacky makeup stuff going on. Yeah, circling back slightly, I had two extra bits of notes. Firstly, uh, the Black Panther action sequence, lovely, very reminiscent of the opening of Black Panther where he's in the trees just decimating the militia. Yep. Loved it. Yeah. Yep. We get uh, more Chadwick Boseman. This is his third appearance in the season now. That sticks him at the, um, apart from Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, that's, he's now the most appearance, uh, most appearances yeah, out of yeah, all the I, actors. I, I, I guess the, what was it, like the IMDb credit, IMDb credit he said that he was like in four episodes or something? I guess that, was, that When the first actually... episode came out, he was quoted as four. When yeah. I checked a couple weeks ago, he was quoted as five. So I'm oh, going to well. guess. I mean, could still happen. So. There's three more episodes, seven, eight, and nine. So he's got to be in two of them. <laughs> Well, where where he'll turn up at this point? Because who knows? Who knows? There is out of the three episodes left, I only know the theme of one of them, and that's only because I knew it was a theme going in, and it just has it hasn't happened yet. So I'm like, well, it's going to be one of the three. Mm. It's probably next week because it doesn't I, sound I, like it would be like a finale. But I still I still don't know any of them, so who knows? I have unfortunately had a little bit of quite a big spoiler. Um, I will not regale you with it because that would be very mean. Please don't. You shall find out. You shall find out which bit I had spoiled for me when I. Talk to you about the episode in a few weeks' time. Yes. But the other point I had on my notes, apart from the beautiful Black Panther action sequence, was when Killmonger comes back from... Uh, they're not in Wakanda on that boat. They're in somewhere else in Africa. I think it's Nigeria. They do have a name that pops up. I can't remember what it was. Mm, no. Oh, no, it's South Africa, I think. I can't remember. He comes back, he hands over the spear, and Tony goes, most people would have just brought a Toblerone, which I thought, okay, funny joke. But also, are Toblerones a big thing in America? I I mean, I don't know. So, yeah. I thought Toblerones were like a European-UK brand. I had yeah, well, I mean, they're like, they they're like Swiss, aren't they? But like, then again, they are like quite a famous like brand of chocolate so yeah it was just it was it was so odd because i was like yeah toblerone is like distinct in my mind toblerone is distinctly like british slash uh, european so, so to hear it pop up in like an american context it was just slightly odd yeah yeah I, yeah I, like I, I i definitely like associate it with like you know a european food so oh and then it, maybe maybe americans really like that Swiss triangular chocolate beauty. I mean, who doesn't? Toblerone is fantastic. Toblerone is great, yeah. Have you ever had the white chocolate Toblerone? Uh, chocolate I, no, Toblerone? no, I haven't. I've, I've only had, like, the, the classic Toblerone. <laughs> I would recommend the other kinds. They are just as good. They're not They're not as good as the original, but they are just as good. Oh, hmm. I will certainly try. <laughs> we, we're not sponsored by Toblerone, by the way. Yet. If I could get a Toblerone sponsorship, I would die happy. Yeah. <laughs> Buy Toblerone now. It's Toblerone, if, and triangular. If, 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 if you're listening to this, Mr. Tobler, <laughs> give us a call. You don't want to be Toblerone anymore. We're here Ooh. for you.
That was that was an awful joke. Oh, I think I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely understandable. So circling back, uh, we have the beautiful action sequence on the boat with Black Panther. We get mm-hmm. the funerals of Rhodey stabbed to death by the Black Panther claws, and then Black yeah. Panther himself, which was upsetting to watch. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah, no, they both died. And then and then we get the Toblerone joke and Tony confronting Killmonger, yeah. which is a very odd sequence, I will admit, because he confronts him and he talks to him and he's like, look. I know you killed them. And then they have a fight and it ends with Tony Stark's death. This entire fight at this point is like halfway through the episode. Yeah, this but it is... it feels like a third act. This is like where things this go from... This feels like a culmination and then the like, at least for me, going. Yeah, it like went from, oh, this is all right to, okay, what what what, what is going on? <laughs> also, like, can I just say, because like Tony dies by Killmonger throwing a spear into him. But yep. like, I might be wrong, but it also really looks like it only like slightly impaled like his right shoulder. Yeah, the, I watched this twice now and both times watching it, when the spear like gets thrown at him, it like focuses entirely on Tony's face. Yeah. Which I thought was very odd. From a like a filmmaking perspective, it's a very odd way to frame it because in the Zombies episode, there's a point where we see Sharon Carter get shot with an arrow in basically the same place from Hawkeye. And you see like a full on, you see her get shot and framing it entirely on his face, you don't see an impact point. And then when you do get the impact point, it's literally just his shoulder pinched yeah, the wall like, right yeah, side. Because it's like, like, fair enough, you know, if, if, if you don't want to show the impact, like, fair enough, you know, focus on his face, we can, like, piece together that, you know, a, a vital point of his body has been skewered. <laughs> if you don't want to show it, like, fair enough. But then it, like, cuts to that white shot, and he's just, like, impaled on, like, his shoulder, and I'm like, like, that doesn't look lethal. <laughs> It, yeah, it doesn't look like it would kill you. Even when he then just, like, forces it further in in a, mo- in a moment when he just, like, they have their conversation about how, like, Tony thinks they were, like, brothers in arms and Killmonger points out that they're so different because he can't see the differences, which is a lovely exchange and very Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that nice. was, I, 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 I very much liked that line. That was a, that was a nice, nice line. But, I, yeah, I, him pushing it in, I, Tony must be just super weak to yeah, have it's, go through yeah. his... It's not even over his heart, which is what That's, I got confused about. Like, yeah, because it it's like the side, wrong just, side as well. <laughs> yeah, like if it was his left side, I could make it would make more sense because it would be like close to his heart. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like, like in his shoulder. Yeah, and I'm like, 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 surely, like it would injure you, but like that's that's not. It's especially you know in like the world of filmmaking like that's not a lethal injury <laughs> yeah there's, there's been much worse injuries in films and tv that people yeah. have shrugged off that's like that one of those Tony injuries that's before. like one of those injuries where your character pulls out the spear and then he's mildly inconvenienced for the next five minutes <laughs> yeah i mean if this episode hadn't opened with a recreation of iron man one where a bomb literally goes off in his face and he survives <laughs> then maybe I could get away with him being killed by a spear to his, like, upper right shoulder. But, yeah. <laughs> whatever. We'll brush over it, because this episode keeps going, and we get the uh, American military taking over Stark Industries, going into full production with big old tech suits. Tech suits? Yeah. Big old robots. Yeah. And we get more claw, which is lovely, and then we get the assault on Wakanda. Yeah, because, yeah, because then basically the American military is like, right, Wakanda killed Tony Stark, so we're declaring war on Wakanda. Which is a very odd way to it's like okay we get it Tony Stark <laughs> big American personality yeah it's like but it's like I... he he makes a lot of weapons for the American military, but also he's just one guy and he technically is not part of the American government in any way or like he's not like a representative. 
So to have a Wakandan kill him yeah, doesn't feel like something you go to war over. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's just like like thinking back and it's like, well, that's not... Like, like they have no idea of the context of it, really. It's like to say, you know, if, I don't know, like a Scottish person murders an English citizen, like you don't declare war on Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's really odd considering the fact that, um, like, from the Americans' like government perspective, the Wakandans have killed Tony, but they also are aware that Tony and Stark Industries had just gone to Africa to get Vibranium because they funded it. Yeah, 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 it was... So they're aware, they're aware that Vibranium comes from Wakanda, and they're aware that they're trying to get a hold of a lot of it, that's why they've gone to the black market for it, and then when Tony gets killed for it, they're like, well, pff, must have been an act of war, guess we'll blow them yeah, to smithereens. and it's like, I think it's also like the, the bigger strange. picture of like, like, I'm sure, because obviously like, it's all part of Killmonger's plan, isn't it? Like, his plan was to get... Yeah, he is really playing the long game in this. Yeah, like, like his plan was he's, he's bringing Claw corpse into Wakanda to basically be like, hey, I've killed this person for you, you know, I'm on your side. But then his other plan is also to get the Americans to attack Wakanda with their army of drones, so then he can shut them down, but then power them back on, and then destroy the army. So then, it's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just feels very, like, convoluted and way too over the top for something that probably could have I been done. his, like, big plan is make it look like the Americans want to kill the Wakandans, shut it down, and then bring them back online so that he can kill them himself, so that he can get the Black Panther powers and be a saviour to Wakanda to like fully like ingratiate himself but into he that was society. already, But he was already the saviour when he powered the drones down because of the intel that he gave them. Because that was like the thing, yeah. because, he, because he was like, hey, don't worry, like, I know how to power down all these drones, we need to let them through the shield. And then that worked. So it's like, they were already like, oh yeah, good, good job, like, thanks for that, like, you've you've just saved countless of our people from, like, this big battle, and then he's like, well, that was a bit too anticlimactic. Let nice me just, of me. Yeah, let, let me power them all on again and then make up some weird story about, like, Tony Stark installing, like, a backup thingy on there. <laughs> like, that's, 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 like, the thing that would make him suddenly look slightly more suspicious, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, it's very odd. I don't know yet. Yeah, Actually, know. how would Tony have installed a backup generator? He killed him <laughs> before these drones went into production. Yeah, I didn't even oh, think okay. about that. The more, I, the more I think about this, the more holes I'm finding in this. This one... Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it, it's generally like it, it, like the, the episode started to lose me more and more like as it went on. Yeah, like the, the last like the, the last third of it is where like I get up up until up, I say, I'd say up until like the beginning of that battle with the drones in Wakanda I was like fine this is this is this is okay but like it just felt weird at points and I was like there's too much going on here this is this is what yeah. I mean where I felt like it could be three episodes like you could have had an episode where it was Killmonger saving Tony and it was all like the Iron Man like one and two stories but with Killmonger in you could have had a second episode that was like the Age of Ultron section where it's them going yeah. to like get the vibranium off of Claw and then you yeah. have the third episode yeah like, it, like him it, recreating yeah. the Black Panther story and going to yeah because because Strange. then it's very weird because then you would have had kind of like a nice thing of like first episode is all about Tony and Killmonger then half 
halfway through the second episode, you know, you have that twist of like, Killmonger kills Tony Stark, oh shit. And then suddenly, you know, they're like, but wait, here's like now another episode that explores much more of what's gonna happen now. And you've got like a nice three episode structure that, you know, tells more or less two stories, but you know, gives enough time for each of those stories to kind of like develop and, you know, make it feel more natural. Yeah. I wonder if they'd at any point ever consider shifting the what if format to not a weekly basis, but more like the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, where they have arcs. So like each each part each season of Star Wars the Clone Wars is split into like three episode, two episode, four episode yeah. arcs. Yeah, yeah. Like the final season of the Clone Wars, the fast the final four episodes are you can watch you can watch them as one. Yeah, I was to say like yeah like the like yeah like now forty five. I was say like yeah the the last two hours of Clone Wars are essentially a movie pretty much. Yeah, it's just one. It's essentially one episode or one movie, but it's yeah. split across four episodes. Yeah, and it and it works. It, it, it works very well. But yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, like, something like that I feel would have worked better, especially, you know, for this particular episode. Yeah. Or just, you know, because that's, like, a thing, you know, it's streaming services, right? Not every episode needs to be the same length. I mean, they've, they've done it with, you know, WandaVision and, you know, like, all the other shows, like, Falcon Winter Soldier as well, where, you know, some episodes are longer than others, so why not do it with this one as well, you know? Like, yeah, that's what, I, there's, there's a weird one about What If, where every single episode so far on the runtime is 33 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, which is like credits, it's all 30 yeah minutes, which is which like means... because like the, the, the thing i like you know about streaming services is that you don't need to do that anymore like you don't need no. to write an episode so it fits you know a slot uh, 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 on a TV channel. You know, you, you can have an episode that's, you know, well, look, we've got like a little bit more story in this one. Let's just make it 10 minutes longer because even that I feel would have helped. Just, you know, stretch it to like 40 minutes or so. Even that would have paced it more well in its second half to yeah. make it feel, you know, better and, you know, flesh out that more complex storyline a bit more because in the end, I think that's what it is. It's just tries to tell such big of a story in the span of like 15 minutes and you can't do that. Yeah. It's a very weird one. Like it, like hold. On. Let me. I'm gonna pull up the episode. I want to see how 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 far into the episode the bit where I think Killmonger it's... drags claw where where Killmonger drags Claw's body into Wakanda. oh in, in, into Wakanda. Into I think it must be like 20 minutes in because like Tony Stark dying. I think is pretty much the halfway point okay, of it. So Claw being dragged into Wakanda is 18 minutes 50. Yeah. And that there's 14 minutes left on the episode, 14.20. So that's like, what, like, like two, two, three minutes of, of credits. For credits. Yeah, so there's like 10 minutes left in yeah. the episode. And it's... knock off like two minutes at the start for the build up. It's like two thirds of the way through. So you get to like the Black Panther like recreation. Yeah, so like, so like within... It's odd. So, like, within 10 minutes, we have family squabble in Wakanda, America attacking Wakanda, Killmonger doing, like, 50 different plans at once, big fight scene, and then resolution of all of that. Hey, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so Tony dies at 16 and a half minutes. So in the space of a minute and a half, no, two and a half minutes, you go from Tony's death to all of the, like, American militarization of the army and building it all and getting to Wakanda and then Killmonger killing claw and going to walk under himself yeah yeah it's, it's very yeah. weird it's it's and that, yeah. you're right the the tony death is the tony death is almost exactly halfway in the runtime there's 16 and a half minutes either side of it yeah like that's yeah it's just weird <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now what's where are people ranking this on imdb i think for me yeah like I last this is my weakest episode yeah last time i checked which was a couple of days ago um it, like well not a couple of days ago i think like last time i checked was like I think Thursday or something, and it's set on like a seven point two, so it was like 
at the same amount of um, the first episode. But... So it's currently 7.1 out of 10 from 3,600 reviews. The yeah. first episode is 7.1 from 12,500 reviews. Right. So you'd imagine by the time this season is over, that'll probably drop into the sixes. I was, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it rests at, like, a 6.9 or something by the end of it. Which, I mean, yeah. o- like, overall, like, I would agree that this is definitely, like, the weakest out of them all. Which is a shame, because Michael B. Jordan is fantastic in it. The rest of the cast is fantastic, apart from a couple of moments. Yeah. And I think it's, like, The action it's... sequence in it. Like, the entire action sequence at the end, where they're fighting the drones, is a spectacle and it's lovely yeah. to look at and it's very yeah, yeah, pleasing yeah, to the eye. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a cool idea and there's like cool concepts and like cool twists and turns of like the storylines in it. It's just executed very strangely and like structured and paced like very odd. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. And then we get the climax of the, the battle which then results in T'Chaka, T'Challa's father, giving the power of the Black Panther to Killmonger which, uh, is a, uh, at this point is a person he must have known for less than 96 hours yes <laughs> he's known this guy for less than a week and suddenly he is given the power of the protector of wakanda it's odd it's strange yeah. This, this, this yeah but then also we, we then also learn that shuri doesn't vibe with oh, killmonger yeah. at all which is also weird because at first she was like suspicious to him then he shut down the drones and then wasn't she like oh good job I'm I'm sorry I mistrusted you or something. Or am I misremembering uh, that? Because I, I was I was I, like I don't remember that bit specifically, but I know there's a bit where she questions He's like, when he has that line about, oh, Tony Stark must have put in the backup generator, He's she's like, why would they do that? Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, briefly, like, before, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess it's probably, like, a thing of, he shuts them down, and then she's like, oh, yeah, you might actually be good, and then they power back up, and then she's like, well, something weird's going on, which, you know, makes sense. But then, yeah, it's, it's, it ends with, like, Shuri presenting, like, all the evidence to, um, Pepper Potts. Um, obviously, you know, with them two now knowing, like, what went down with, you know, Killmonger, Tony, and, and all of that. So, um, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure why why Shuri isn't just showing that to T'Chaka, if she has all that footage. That's a very good point. <laughs> and, and why she's, like, going to Pepper Potts, and, like, does it, like, behind closed doors and, like, a thing, and not just goes to him and be like, oh yeah, that person you just gave the Black Panther powers to? Yeah, I've got literally, like, video evidence and footage of him, like, murdering your son, but ayo. (laughs) Whatevs. We've got proof that he is straight up a killer. As Tony Stark told you he was right at the beginning of the episode. Yes. Here we are. I'm gonna go to Gwyneth Paltrow, because... It's not Gwyneth Paltrow, but I'm gonna go to Gwyneth Paltrow, because... She is now... I suppose she's not the head of, of Stark Industries at this point, is she? Uh, she is not the head of Stark Industries because she gets given that in Iron Man 2, I think? I don't know, but then again, but then it also kind of looked like she was. Film. Yeah, she must be. Yeah. I suppose it must be in... In this universe, it must be in Tony's will. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it probably company. was like a thing of like, you know, if I die, then like she will take over, which, I mean, would make sense. But very yeah, strange, just, just very yeah, just over like again. It's like like yeah, like I I didn't even think about that before, but now I'm like yeah, like why why did she go there? Like why did she not just show that to to anybody that's anybody high up in Wakanda? She literally has access to all of the high powers in Wakanda. Yeah, she could take it to her dad <laughs> and her mum, the general and king of Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> 
I don't know. I will admit, I do feel I do feel kind of bad for like critiquing this one so much because like I don't feel like with any of the previous episodes I've critiqued any of them this much. M- the one I've critiqued the most with Miles was the first episode. Yeah, uh, and that was mainly just to do with pacing issues because they crammed an entire film into it. This one they've crammed three in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing. Like, obviously, you know, there's there's still, like, good bits in it. Like I say, you know, it's still, like, I I wasn't hating it or anything. It was just, like, I was very aware. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I was, but I was very aware, even, like, while watching it, that, you know, in terms of, you know, quality of, you know, everything, it, it was, like, below the others. Like, in terms of, you know, quality of, like, plot not 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 like really you know quality of writing or anything just in terms of the quality of the actual structure of the plot and the narrative that they try to do it just didn't work that side of thing it wasn't bad it wasn't awful it just didn't work like they intended it to yeah it feels like someone pitched like this and was like okay so we're gonna i want to start with killmonger saving tony stark and i want the episode to end with Killmonger being, like, the de facto Black Panther of this universe. And they yeah. had those two points, and were like, okay, let's fill it in, and then just sort of... Fill too much in. They filled too much in, yeah. Because, yeah, because I think it's, like, one of those problems... Drew from too many places to fill it in. Yeah, because it's, like, one of those problems where it's, like, right, if we do that, you know, we need to get references to all of these other MCU films in. So, right, what we got, right, we need to do, like, a reference to the Vibranium deal in Age of Ultron, because that ties into Wakanda, right? We need yep. to, you know, do some stuff from Iron Man 1, so we need yep. to put a reference of that in, right, then it's Killmonger, Black Panther, so we need, you know, we need Black Panther as a character. Well, now we need Wakanda in, and then we need some sort of conflict that mirrors, you know, the final conflict in, Waka- in, in Black Panther, only this time it's not Wakanda against Wakanda, but Wakanda against America. So it's it's yeah, it's 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 just like trying too much to draw everything in to you know have too many like references and callbacks in, whereas just focusing on one of these stories as their main plot would have probably worked much much better. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, really. I say I yeah. say it's a shame. It's still enjoyable. It's still a fun episode of this, but it's it, 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 it for me it is the weakest one, and from the sounds of what you said as well, it's your weakest one as well. Oh well, well. Let's let's see if um, next week's episode uh, raises the bar again. Hopefully, uh, if I'm if if I'm correct about what I believe the next episode is, hopefully it'll be more entertaining. And I, from the sounds of it, won't be pulling from any of the actual films. It looks yeah. like it'll be one of those ones where it like goes here's the difference and then goes off in a very weird direction. That'll be yeah, that'll be again much much appreciated because yeah, the, those those episodes have proven to be the best ones. I'm very, I'm very curious. I'm, I might wait until right at the end of this series to to ask you and Miles for your like final verdicts. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I should wait for the end to ask for your final verdicts. That's that would be a good good way to do it. Have the entire thing before going. Which was your favorite? Instead yeah. of asking you now which your favorite was, <laughs> which might change and then in the next two yeah. which might change in the next month. Yeah. So yeah. Oh well. But, I mean, like I, I think for now I can still say Doctor Strange was my favorite one. Followed. Yeah, back, I think Doctor Strange has been my favorite. Followed so by um, Star Lord. To Char Lord. Yeah. And then lowest one for me would be uh, this current one of of Killmonger killing poor old Tony. Poor old Tony. Who now has died for like the third time in this show. 
Is it the third? Isn't it the second? Isn't it? Yeah. No. Well, he well he he died in oh, he was a the murder mystery well, yeah. one. He died in the zombie one where he was he a, zombie a zombie and then, and then was died as a zombie. I think as well. And yeah, he's decapitated. Yeah. And now, so technically, he died four times. <laughs> technically, four, five. If you also include the fact that. In the opening of this episode, we see him go through the events of Endgame, so... I mean, technically, he would have also died in episode 4, because Doctor Strange destroyed reality. <laughs> also true. So technically, Tony Stark has died in every episode of this season, except for episode 1. Yes. Wait, is he in... Nah, no, what... he's, is he dead in episode 2? Yeah, yeah. Probably is, because Cap's dead and Thor's dead. Yeah, but yeah, no, there was, there was nothing hinting at that Tony Stark was dead, so... Well, he's still kicking in that universe. <laughs> As far as we're aware, he's still alive in yep. that universe. But, you know, not for long. They're going to go retroactively go back and kill him in that one just as, as well. He's probably dead in the first episode as well, because who knows what happened to Howard Stark. Mm, yeah, he's maybe. alive at, that, at the end of that episode, but, like, does he fondue? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Right, we'll end it there. We'll wrap it up. Thank yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. This has been Frankly Spoken, episode six for Marvel's What If. Mm. If you've liked what you've heard or seen, possibly, who knows? Depends on whether or not I get around to putting this on YouTube, because, my God, that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> if you've liked what you've seen or heard, uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe. We're on Spotify, Google, not Apple Music, because I cannot get that to work for the life of me, as well as multiple other platforms. Thank yeah. you for listening, and we'll see you later. And we'll be back. Bye-bye. Farewell. Oh, yeah, we'll be back.